0: The following episode of The Arameter Show may contain a spoiler for Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you want to miss this spoiler, please skip the 18-minute to the 25-minute mark of The Arameter Show. These will be marked with static. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as
1: mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm gonna show the whole world! why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby.
0: Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is The Aaron Meta Show.
1: Look at this photograph! Every time I do it makes me laugh! How his eyes get so red? And what the hell is that on Ross's head? this is where I grew up And this is where I also grew up My parents weren't divorced or anything We just moved when I was 10 And this is where I went to school And this is where Ross went to school We had a really fun time at school And our parents bought us these jackets I lettered in soccer And Ross lettered in a lot more stuff. But Ross went to the poor school. It's not as hard to letter it stuff there.
0: Pretty much your typical uh, Nickelback song.
1: That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) you are
0: listening to the Arametta Show and Harry Dyer Show, may I say, I am Arametta and joining us is. Harry
1: Dyer. How are you doing, Harry? I'm very good, thanks matey, not too bad at all, just had a a long uh, trip away to London uh, for a couple of days training. Uh, One day I was training with uh, the Science Boffins, which is the sort of science entertainment company that I work for, and uh, the other one was uh, a training day at Lavazza Coffee, um, because I'm going to be... Uh, selling and promoting their new coffee machines in Debenhams in Manchester. Oh, cool. So, there we go. There's the first plug. <laughs>
0: yeah, There's the first plug. And, uh, for those of you wondering if why we're playing a parody of Nickelback's photographs, uh, part of the show is going to be looking at photographs, would you believe? So, uh, um, if we, we'll try and like, post a link up on the uh, description if we can, so you can follow along with us. But uh, also, what we're going to be talking about is, uh, does modern feminism uh, have a problem with free speech? Uh, that's a, uh, another interesting debate. Uh, surprisingly not uh, the Manchester Debating Union. It's uh, the Free Speech Society, which uh, is going to be very interesting to look at. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange. We're going to make our judgments on that. Uh, broadband bills are going up. Because of the Snoopers Charter, we're going to tell you why one links to the other. And Mike O'Hearn is going to be playing Prince Adam in the upcoming He Man Masters of the Universe, so uh, we're definitely going to check that out. So, it's uh, a
1: very exciting lineup this week, lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, um,. But yeah, I'm uh, yeah. There's some there's some interesting talking points in there, and a lot of these I think are my strong points. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the show today, man. Well, they're
0: your strong points because I picked them off your Facebook. <laughs> so you know, that's,
1: yeah. that's
0: why they're, they're your strong points. <laughs> there we go. There you go. So uh, okay. Um, so nine, uh, secrets have been revealed, apparently, through these, uh, pictures. That, so this is all the Radio Times is at least telling us, through the, uh, these images that have been released for Star Wars The Force Awakens. And obviously the, uh, the, the, um, release date's coming far closer to us as now. Now it's nearly, uh, probably, probably when this show goes out, will probably be, uh, just a month and a couple of days, I think, now, until, uh, Star Wars comes upon us, so it's, uh,
1: -hmm. It's getting close. It feels weird to think that you know, in in about a month, we'll be in the cinema watching the movie. Yeah, Uh, it's going to be you know make or break. Although from what we've been reading so far, uh, I you know I don't want to jinx it, but it sounds like it could be. it could be a really special film.
0: Yeah, I don't know really. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it's going to be you know Indiana Jones, you know Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I mean, obviously we not. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be. It's going yeah. to be that you know. Yeah, it's good for what it is, but not necessarily ties in with everything else that's going on. I mean, who knows? But uh, I think hey, Harrison Ford has probably ended up being worse than situations like this, than this. But uh, <laughs> um, so I mean, look, focusing on this, uh, um, these these. These photographs that now we've got from uh, Entertainment Weekly, and uh, so uh, shall we focus on the first one, which is uh, the character called uh, uh, Ray, who is basically they say is going to be basically Luke Skywalker of the film. Uh, according to uh, actress uh, Daisy Ridley, uh, Ray is ditched on the desert planets of uh, Jakku with her family uh, when she was a child, and she has no idea why. So uh, that sort of gives us a nice little start to uh, what might be coming up for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always good to have a little bit of mystery behind the central characters. Um, yeah, and it certainly gives a lot of room for growth, you know, because yeah. it's literally like a lot of the sort of uh, hero characters who go on the hero's journey, a bit like Luke Skywalker did in the original Star Wars movie. Mm. You know, they're sort of, they don't really, they're they're sort of, they're not really happy with what they're doing, but they don't really know where they fit in, and, you know, literally in the universe and uh and then they are shown something uh shown a path, and then it's a case of do I take it or not what will it entail but hopefully I can sort of find myself so um so yeah, so it's uh it's a it's a good uh a good start
0: i don't know it's like for, for me my big concern of it is that uh, you know uh here we are on a desert planet, what again. Like, you know, it's uh, no other... We couldn't come up with a more original formula than that. I don't know, it's just...
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought it was Tatooine at first, didn't they? And obviously now they've announced it's this other, other planet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, galactically speaking, it doesn't uh, it doesn't bother me nor surprise me that there are, uh, you know, waste planets or, or sort of desert planets. Um, I mean,
0: you wonder what's so close to the sun. It's like, you know, it's uh, all all <laughs> suns. I guess I, yeah. could, I guess I could say, maybe, I don't know, it's just, uh, the, the Star Wars universe is weird. Now, that, that's one thing I've taken away from all of this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You, it's, there's it's... all these planets revolving around the sun, most of them appear to be like abandoned desert or whatever, like um, meteorite kind of planets or whatever. Then you've got these uh, kind of neutral planets, which uh, look like they have like s- some kind of strange atmosphere to them. And stuff. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of hard to kind of connect the dots unless you know you're really, really nerded into this stuff.
1: Yeah, and the the guys in the galaxy far, far away are pretty lucky that um, that so many of these planets are so well uh, balanced for um, sort of uh, for habit uh, for habitual. What's the word I'm looking for? for basically that the planets are good enough for things to live on them <laughs> you know yeah. there's no sort of like planets that are uninhabitable that's the word i'm looking for yeah but um but so, yeah it's uh but yeah good good uh good first sort of uh picture though
0: yeah second one is definitely the most interesting one uh i have to say uh this is the uh Rin and F- finn and ray uh will take on uh kylo together. Going to this, so the clips uh, we'd seen before suggest that uh, Adam Driver's uh, Kalo Ren will be taking on uh, uh, John Boyega's uh, Finn uh, in a lightsaber duel. But it looks like uh, Ray is also joining the battle, uh, possibly mm-hmm. against a unmasked uh, secret brother. If the theories are right, quote unquote. So uh, who knows? But mind you, we don't. We don't even know who this guy is to start off no. with.
1: Well, I, I, um, I, I don't know whether I should, uh, whether I should give uh, a spoiler alert, um. Because I, I did learn something very interesting uh, about his particular character um, from a story I was told uh, not long ago, but maybe, maybe should save that for the end. But, um, yeah. Maybe. Uh, but spo- I- yeah, I'll, I'll flag up a spoiler alert now. Um, but, yeah, I've only seen the pictures of him um, failing, uh, facing Finn, but now they've had this one of the two of them together, that kind of thickens the mystery even more. But again, yeah. I will I will wait till we've gone through all the pictures.
0: Well, yeah, you know, like any anything's possible at this point. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm uh, I'm just gonna I'm putting all the rumors aside and let's just, hey, let's get to let's you know, let's look at all what we've got right now and let's uh, mm-hmm. make an assumption when we finally get to the film. Uh, yeah. you know, right after we've probably watched it and stuff. Um, another one that's come up is that uh, now there are female straw stormtroopers uh, going into this. So, well, hey, this uh, apparently the uh, the Empire is an equal opportunity
1: employer. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, again, you know, we've we're we're now sort of moving into an age where you've got more kind of uh, kick-ass female characters or stronger female characters, and yeah, I mean, I suppose if if we want if we're going for equal you know equal rights and equality and stuff then yeah by all means women should be allowed to enlist in the empire but don't start whinging if you get uh you know if you get chopped by a lightsaber
0: yeah it's uh well, mind you it's um i i guess i, I don't know if this is because either the uh you know the, this uh you know army is on the ropes or something or you know they're Recruit people now to uh, make up the numbers. Yeah. You know, it's like. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah,
1: perhaps it's the case that you know they've tried they've tried it with male stormtroopers. Perhaps they're bringing in the female stormtroopers to see if they can actually hit their targets. Cause oh yeah,
0: instead of choosing sh- the ground and choosing uh, the walls and uh, you know <laughs> knocking into things and uh, so, you falling over. It's like you know uh, some of the stuff that you know a competent army should actually do. Yeah,
1: exactly. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. What was the explanation for the because, uh, you know, you know, remember in, like in the Clone Wars and stuff, like, you know, the, the Stormtroopers actually looked fairly competent, and then as we got to um, you know, the uh A New Hope and uh, the older movies, they looked actually really incompetent. As, hmm, uh, yeah, as, exactly. As well, they, it's like you know gonna, what did uh, get
1: beaten by ewoks, then there
0: you go. <laughs> yeah, did what Bob that sperm sample start to weaken or something like that when they were making more of these things? I mean I, I don't know. It's like
1: uh, uh, I don't know. Let, let, let us not talk of the clone wars. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's like I, I don't I do even wanna yeah. yeah. Um okay, next uh, slide, if you will, is like a, should have like a clicky thing for like uh, you know when we switch slides yeah. and stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, we see Luke is seen as the villain going into this, uh, touching R two D two on the head. Or <laughs> I was going to say,
1: I just had to fill that one in there. Yeah, I say, yeah, the villain, and he's touching R two D two. yeah, he's in, touching R two D two. Yeah, well, he's, what, what, what's an inappropriate place for R two D two? I don't know. I'm sure there's some kind of forbidden slot somewhere. Um, where
0: yeah, we... I, I don't think you can. I mean. Maybe I'm a of to anger a lot, a lot of politically correct people here, but I'm sure you can't sexually harass robots.
1: Yeah, you know, there we go. Unless not, it, unless, not for want of trying.
0: Unless right. it's hentai. I mean, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, So John Boyega is uh, revealed as uh, that his uh, his reformed Stormtrooper Finn has, like all the first soldiers, been fed negative propaganda about the heroes of the rebellion in the original movies. For example, that Luke Skywalker was a badun who tore apart a cuddly empire that uh, was looking to help everyone, the swine.
1: Yeah, so this is going to be the... It's going to be an interesting angle on it. Hopefully that's as close to sort of politics as we get. It's a very good idea, you know, and it kind of explains the fact that, like, obviously in the trailers when you've got Han Solo, when they're saying about, you know, the, the, the tales of the Force and the Empire and the Rebellion, and, you know, and he's saying, oh, it's true, all of it's true. You know, that would certainly suggest that they've kind of swept it under the rug, and you think, why have they done that? And if there's been this new uprising that's spreading all this stuff, you know, almost like the rise of the Nazi party.
0: I know, it's like, Uh, wouldn't uh, you think, wouldn't you think that's the history where it's all by the victors? It's like, you know, it's, well,
1: uh, well, you, you know, it's, uh, the, yeah, history is written by the winners, unless yeah, the right. people who aren't the winners have got a massive uh, army of killers. At yeah, ready. it's like,
0: well what, what happened? Is like, you know, right after the third, I mean, sorry, after the sixth film, like, what did everyone just kind of change their mind? He said, nah you guys, are, you guys suck." We, you know, we, we, you know, that empire actually wasn't so bad.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. it. But kind uh, of wish. Yeah, and that's. I suppose that explains why Luke Skywalker has gone into hiding. You know.
0: Well, if that's the case, why did you have all those scenes uh, edited in in the special editions showing everyone celebrating when the Empire fell down? Damn you, George
1: Lucas! Yeah, yeah. You don't know You Mm confuse! So, uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting sort of uh, angle with the story.
0: Okay, so the next one... (laughs) Is uh, Kylo Ren isn't actually isn't Kylo Ren according to this one? Uh, the mysterious Knight of Ren pictured uh, apparently gave Kylo his name when he joined their order. Uh, so who is he really, uh, mm-hmm. and what led him to join the Knights in the first place? So yeah,
1: it's kind of like the the Sith, isn't it? You know, when the Sith, when people supposedly joined the Sith, they were given a new name, Darth whatever, Darth Vader. So. Yeah, so it's like henceforth you are Kylo Ren, you know. Mm. Um so but again, I'll I'll wait until we've gone through the list before I uh talk about my story.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh next one is uh, Captain Thasma has made uh, was made for a game of thrones uh, Gwendolyn Christie. According to number six, uh, apparently the Chrome Trooper uniform the uh, actress wears was originally conceived as a design for Adam Driver's Kylo Ren, but J.J. Abrams uh, liked it so much that he decided to create a brand new character around it, and Games of Thrones' Gwendolyn Christie fit the, bo- fit the bill.
1: Wow. Uh, well, so. yes, yeah, she's very good. She's a very good actress, and uh, I enjoy her very much in uh, Game of Thrones. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's um it looks like a, an interesting sort of, uh, you know, leader of, leader of the stormtroopers. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting, though, seeing her play a, a kind of villainous role. But again, you don't know whether she's going to be the sort of bad guy or whether she's going to be one of these people who's believed all the propaganda she's heard. You know, it's kind of. Maybe sort of taking the idea of good and bad and sort of blurring the lines a bit more so it isn't just a case of you guys bad, you guys good, you know. Maybe there's kind of a bit of ambiguity, um, yeah. but yeah, it, but we've not seen her without the uniform on yet, so um, yeah, and again, good, good, sort of strong female character, so yeah, zero
0: suit Christie. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next one we've got is that uh, Ray doesn't have a lightsaber uh, in for number, the number uh, image, and that is uh, some eagle-eyed fans have apparently theorised that uh, Ray's staff pictured was the lightsaber for the old Sith Lord mentioned in, in a series called uh, Darth uh, Plagueis. Right, Plagueis, Darth
1: Darth Plagueis.
0: Yeah, Darth Plagueis. But no, it's just a staff. Sad times. Mm. So never uh, mind.
1: Yeah, hey, there's, still, there's still time. There's still two more movies. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in
0: uh, number eight, uh, the Millennium Falcon has been upgraded. Uh, did you spot the new satellite dish uh, on the top of Han Solo's ride? Well, yeah, because in the sixth film, he got knocked off. <laughs> so yeah.
1: it's not really an upgrade, is it? It's a repair. No, it's a re- yeah, exactly. It's re- he's taken it down the garage. They've fitted a new one on. They've had to go to a scrapyard and find a similar model and gone. Yeah, we'll bung that on. It's not even a similar so. model. It's
0: like a it's a, it's a <laughs> like, yeah, a square reel. It's a yeah. squarial. It's like no, okay. To be fair, it's not a square. I well, tell you what. Um, yeah, it actually, does look like you wanted like the newer. or oh, am I saying newer in 2015 for square squarials? Do you remember? Ooh. Have you actually ever seen a square squarial?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen those yeah. before.
0: Yeah, do you remember they they were for the British broad, the British uh, Sky, no, British satellite broadcasting? Yeah, they were, and they were in the 80s, and uh, that was when uh, they had like all the. Uh, British uh, satellite channels and your know, satellite was doing a brand new thing, and then uh, Sky took him over, and then it became more uh, well, uh, Sky. Yeah. So British Sky Broadcasting. So yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, how Han Solo's got Squirrel. So uh, maybe he enjoys all his television he can get, which uh, <laughs> yeah. like Denver the Last Dinosaur and stuff like that. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix on. Well, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number nine. Harrison. Harrison Ford's Han Solo might be very different uh, this time around. Yeah. Duh.
1: Probably. I would think so, yeah, considering he's now grown and he's a bit older, you know, he's maybe changed with age, you don't know, but yeah, yeah I'm sure he's going to be different. Well, he, I think he's He has about... to be, he has to be.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, he will be like, you know, because before he was like really cocky because he thought he knew everything, and like, yeah. uh, you know, he's like, oh, that's, you know, all that Jedi, you know, uh, Force stuff is just a load of nonsense, and then uh, here he is later on, it's like, it's true. All of it, all yeah, of it is yeah. true. I still think he's going to keep some of his characteristics, though. Of course, I yeah, of yeah. Course. He, he's Han Solo. It's like you know, you can't uh, you can't mellow him out too much, you know. Yeah,
1: you can't take the scoundrel out of the man. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the last one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, out of all those images, what do we think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's they're they're just slowly kind of drip feeding us these things. They're not giving anything away, but um, you know, they're they're kind of wetting your wetting your appetite a bit you know and it's kind of putting questions out there you know for you to think about to go oh well, who you know well, i wonder wonder what what the what the case is with that you know but they're not spoiling anything so here's the story so uh, a friend of mine um was in didsbury and uh, he was having a haircut and the barber uh, and he were talking about films and um, they started talking about uh, Star Wars and the barber said oh yeah um, we had a lad in here who'd uh, gone to audition for that, he'd gone to the open auditions um, and he got down to the last two and they were like oh wow and my friend was like oh wow that's really cool said what, what, what did they do he said oh well you know you went to the big um open things which coincidentally i went to as well uh it was a bit of a bit of a cattle market and uh yeah you literally just got in a massive line went through a tent they looked at you they looked at your headshot and then either put you in a box and you went upstairs or they were like thanks for coming and then you just left um so i thought it was all you know Crap! I thought it was just a a sort of publicity stunt. Um, But no, no, it it was actually genuinely the case. And uh, so he said, yeah, this lad got down to the last two for this um, one character. And he had to go to, um, I think, Pinewood. um, And he went somewhere like Skywalker set or something like that. And he had to do all of these screen tests. He said, anyway, he was... Last two to play this character, and he didn't get it. Um, and my friend was like, "Oh right, um, who who got the part?" And he said, um, "Oh, uh, it's like this tall guy, sort of black hair." Thingy. And my friend was like, "Oh, you you mean Adam Driver?" He went, "Yeah, yeah, Adam Driver, yeah." Because he showed him the picture on IMDb. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's the guy there, the one who's playing Kylo Ren." And uh, he said, oh, "What what was the part for?" said oh it was for um han solo's son
0: very interesting uh, isn't it
1: and he was like what he said yeah apparently it was for the role of uh han solo's kid wow Uh, han and leia's kid which uh so there's there's the bombshell ladies and gentlemen now what this would suggest to me is it completely explains why Kylo Ren has this sort of... You know, like a, why he's a Darth Vader fanboy, because he is literally the grandson of Darth Vader. Um, and there is the other theory, although the, the barber didn't say anything about this, but said about uh, the fact that Kylo Ren and Rey are brother and sister, but also um that uh the other the other guy the x-wing pilot um i can't remember what he's called now um you know the one who i'm talking about um uh,
0: i've got to be honest i'm um i'm, I'm so mesmerized by what so what i've just heard it's like
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> well let me just uh let me just look it up for you know um but yeah now obviously when they originally said that they weren't sort of taking anything from the expanded universe, you know, because they consider it to be sort of non-canon, but uh, in the books uh, Leia and Han had three children. They had uh, twins and then they had uh, another kid, a younger kid, um, who was called Anakin Solo And he ended up uh, turning to the dark side. And the other solo twins uh, also became Jedis. Um, Let me just... uh, Oscar Isaac, who's playing Poe Dameron. So the theory that's floating around at the moment is the fact that Ray, Poe, and Kylo Ren are the solo children. And they've all gone off in different directions. So... um, it's kind of like history repeating itself in the fact that the kids have had to be separated again we don't really know much about it but you know from from this what i've heard you know and it could all just be bullshit it could be bullshit but from what this guy was saying and he said that the reason that he knows about it is because this kid who got down to the last two and lost to adam driver um talks about it a lot and wow. uh you know, obviously, you would do if you'd lost out to be in a Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, well. But good.
0: there is one thing that sticks out in all of this, and um. that is: uh, do you remember how the last shot was? Was, uh, was do you remember how the last uh, scene was shot uh, with uh, uh, Mark Hamill and uh, James L Jones uh, when uh, they were having the lightsaber fight, and then he cuts off his hand in *The Empire Strikes Back*? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, do you know how that all went down? Uh, do tell. Okay, so um, Mark Hamill had no idea how this film was going to end. He he had literally no idea. He knew he was going to get his hand cut off and everything like, and all that jazz, but he was originally told by the director, okay, the line that James L. Jones is going to give you is that uh, Hans Solo killed your father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were keeping this... A massive secret. So he and you know he ends up on the, like the uh, you know on the end of this tower and stuff like that. And you know he's about to hear the line. You know Han Solo killed your f- killed 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 your father, and um Darth Vader drops the line. Uh, no, I am your father, and he had to react to that. Yeah. Uh, so and you know without you know uh, and you could tell that uh, yeah in a way I think you could tell when you looked at. Um, Luke's. I mean, look at Mark Hamill's eyes. You kind of there was a sense of like you know, okay, I've got to act here. And then, but uh, in the back of his mind, he thought, yes, this is brilliant. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, what a brilliant line to go off. And so, yeah, uh, yeah that was how. Apparently, that's how that that uh, scene was uh, was shot. So, I mean, if they were that clever back then, you know, who knows how clever they're being now with mm-hmm. uh, the stories and everything. So, uh, you know, maybe what you know, maybe what happened at that barbershop was probably true. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there is the possibility that he may have been told this, but, uh, you know, actors get told and actresses get told lots of things and uh, they don't necessarily end up being the end product. So, uh, mm-hmm. you yeah, so know, who knows?
1: Yeah, uh, who knows? But uh, there you go, So Spoiler, over. Back, spoiler over. Back to the show.
0: Back to the show. So, yeah, Star Wars coming out in next month and uh, we're definitely going to do a review. It's like, uh-huh. you know, it's, uh, and uh, dare I say, I mean, I mean, what, what's our top rated movie that we've done right now? I think uh, we, I can't remember what you gave, I think Inside Out right now is our top rated review. On, yeah, yeah, on followed Arama, by Ant-Man. Followed by Ant-Man, yeah, and then uh, Jurassic World after that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, actually, I'm actually working on at the moment doing that. I'm actually going to do uh, a YouTube video, because, you know, Jurassic World recently come out on demand and on DVD. So, if you're thinking of uh, getting Jurassic World, then look to our YouTube channel uh, pretty soon, because we're going to have the our review currently going to be up <laughs> soon. So, uh, you'll be able to check that out as well. With uh, Helga still riding the the, uh, the uh, Velociraptor, so, uh, you know, <laughs> why, why why would we ever get that get rid of that, so. Yeah, shout out to Shannon Bannon for uh, right, drawing that for us. So mm-hmm. uh, cool. Um, well, there's going to be this debate that's going to be taking place in uh, the University of Manchester. Venue to be announced because they, you know, obviously they're a bit concerned about uh, what's uh, going on because there is a history to this whole debate. Now the debate is going to be asking uh, does modern feminism have a problem with free speech? So uh, does silencing controversial viewpoints constitute an attack on free speech or does it constitute the vulnerable and make society a better place? And this is going to be taking place, uh, actually uh, 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 separated from uh, the Manchester Students' Union uh, according to what we've got here because uh, the Student Union, uh, when they originally tried to put this debate together this was going to include uh, a woman called Julie Bindle who said some very controversial things about trans uh, transgender people and uh, Milo Yapana and I, I I can have, I can't pronounce his uh, last name correctly but Milo uh, who is the <laughs> uh, uh, one of the editors of uh, the website uh, bravebard.com bravebard london which is a US based uh, conservative um, opini- opinions website and so Obviously, there you know you hear that, and you think, yeah, this guy—how this guy's going to get through the door—is going to be pretty difficult. But you know, given the uh, the atmosphere that currently goes around Manchester University's uh, premises at the moment, so um, Julie Bindle first gets banned from the student union, saying that she's not going to be turning up because of things she said about transgender people, and uh, you know, they, are, they they don't want her, and her violating the uh, the safe space. That uh, now is uh, becoming uh, quite an interesting talking point at the moment. The safe space policy that uh, universities are currently adopting. And then Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, he got uh, banned after that as well, and so which you know for me, I, I mean I understand no platform policy for people who are violent and people who are you know very you know like uh, do do not do the do not do have have goodwill towards society. But you know when it comes to some guy who runs uh, an opinion website and uh, you know someone who may have said you know some off off the cuff remarks about you know transgender people So, like you know is it really is the safe space policy really being violated here when you know they're inviting people to have a debate in this nature i mean maybe i'm just on my own but i think you know whatever happened to the idea of going into a into a university having these discussions and uh hopefully making something pretty positive out of it
1: well yeah exactly i mean that's that's when it no longer becomes a debate. It just becomes like you know a death match not 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 literally but like you know it 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 turns ugly and i you can only put that down to the sort of people who come along. Some people come to things with without an open ear or you know or a discerning mind you know they they just want to come to drown out people's thoughts and opinions because they personally don't like them. Um, I mean, God knows how many sort of thoughts and opinions that get blasted out on the streets and at um, Speaker's Corner in London that I think are just absurd. But I still wholeheartedly believe that those people should be allowed to express their thoughts and their opinions because it's, you know, we, we, our society is built on... You know, the premise of free speech, that's who we are, and I think that people should be allowed to speak. I don't think, however, that it is uh, constructive uh, or proper for people to go to debates like this to just cause trouble and to just, uh, you know, drown people out. I think that everybody should be allowed to be heard. If you don't like what you're hearing, then you say, well, I do not share that opinion. I don't like that opinion. Um, but I still would rather live in a society where people are free to express how they want, even if they are, you know, living in the dark ages or if they are just sort of like uneducated or ignorant. Um but that doesn't really hurt me or affect me that certain people hold these opinions, you know, like the the opinions, um, the opinions I don't think would be good if they were acted upon. Um, and if there's anything I can do to maybe change people's opinions, then... You know, I'll do that. I'm not going to force people to adopt my thoughts and opinions. You know, this, it, it, just you know, this is what I'm getting at. Like, you know, I mean, the idea that, yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, obviously, that's, uh, I mean, that 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 should always be part of the course in regards to, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the, our, our universities were great, you know, institutions for deb- social debate. And uh, now they seem to be coming into, and you know, this has been happening for a number of years. They seem to be becoming more closed minded They seem to be becoming more worried about basically creating kind of like you know a green zone, you know, of uh, political correctness mm. in in some in some in some ways. And uh, it's really sad, really, because you know, to be honest with you, I have no really much time for you know Milo Yiannopoulos of uh, of Braidbot because I don't even know what braidbart is. You know, until you know until like two thousand twelve when. Uh, do uh, you know actually you hear the story about Andrew Breitbart?
1: The, no, please, uh, guy... please. Just, okay, uh, so you I was know, the, the, say, he, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know much about these he, two he was,
0: speakers. He was a conservative activist, and uh, he, you know, he was involved in the anti wiener uh, sexting scandal, and also the uh, 2009 scandal regarding Acorn in regards to like, voter registration and things like that in the United States of America. And uh, there was this one incident that took place so uh, during an Occupy Wall Street protest, where during a uh, a conference, and uh, Andrew Breitbart actually went to confront these people and was like yelling things like "Behave!" And stop raping people and uh, you're all freaks and things like that. And just this, he just went off the rails and uh, not too long after that, apparently he had a heart attack and just dropped dead. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, which is, which is sad, you know, the age of 43, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, he didn't have a chance to have like, you know, you know, to enjoy his midlife. You know, let alone you know, uh, you know, get into uh into some sort of prime, and uh, you know, it was uh, so that, the fact that he he left us at such a young, yeah, you know, such no, I would say forty three was a you know a young, he's far too young in regards to you know having a life, mm. you know, to, to live, and so you know it was very sad when he when he passed away, but. Uh, I mean in regards to um the way he went out i mean obviously it's uh it is the most uh, craziest thing you've probably ever seen and uh, you wonder how his website still li- you know and even his uh, uh network still lives to this day, mm. given the fact that you know he went out in such a you know a quite a catastrophic uh, type of way you know basically yelling to hard at protesters and then you know dropping dead you know a couple of days later mm. and it was uh yeah it was uh Quite, quite the story but uh, I mean obviously this is still going on they've got a London branch now which uh, Milo is now heading up and uh, you know but what basically these, these things would not play out in the political sp- in the public sphere I don't think if uh, you know we weren't banning these people from turning up at uh, debates and things like that because you know uh, what, what you know if I say Milo turned up and you know nobody gave a shit it's like you know what's the likelihood we'd be talking about him right now
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah it's, yeah, it's... I suppose it's the thing of, like, any publicity is good publicity. It
0: is. It's like, you know, it's... um. I mean, maybe... I don't know. Maybe he might actually have something interesting to say. You know, I'm, I'm definitely going, you know, to, uh, to have, a, have a listen to uh, see what see if anything good comes out of this. I mean, let's focus on, you know, the, the, the thing itself. Modern feminism, uh, quote-unquote. It's like, you know, this is what I've been arguing about for a long time, you know, long before this show, and that is, you know, people talk about feminism for the last decade, you know, modern feminism, you know, this, that, and the other about feminism, but what, you know, if you if I asked five feminists, what is feminism, I'll get five completely different answers, and lo and behold, I actually did. You know, I remember doing my radio show in the United States and, uh, you know, one feminist told me, he's like, oh, it's about, uh, you know, we're being able to raise a family and things like that. And then another one's like saying, oh, it's about work. And then there's another one saying, oh, it's about, you know, student organization and stuff like that. They're, you know, um, one thing I worry about with this motion is that, you know, when they say, does modern feminism have a problem with free speech, what feminism are we talking about here? Are yeah. we talking about a feminism which is like a kind of nazism that people like to, uh, you know, Know, talk about in regards to people saying that you know with women hate men and things like that always talking about you know the feminism which uh, you know i believe is the correct term where you know if, if you let's say for example you know a woman does uh, two hours work and a man does two hours work you'd expect them to get the same wage yeah so, you know it's
1: like that's uh, yeah, that, exactly that's the kind of that's when i think of um well you see i don't i don't tend to think about Feminism that much, if I'm honest. But I tend to think more often or more frequently, I think about women's rights rather than feminism. Um, Like, my experiences of feminism were uh, started at university, uh, where basically, kind of like how you sort of have, you know, angry young men who go through a phase of being angry at anything and everything and they either become punks or they become poets or they go and join a terrorist organization. (laughs) But like with the feminists, um, when I was at university, uh, a lot of them couldn't really take a joke Um, and they seemed to get very angry whenever you said anything about women, you know, even if, even if it was just an observation, they would get really hit up about it. And I remember uh, one woman who was a sort of proclaimed feminist, quote unquote, and was sort of almost trying to um, stir up uh, not, well, I don't want to say trouble, but she was always kind of trying to challenge men Um, And trying to get other women to challenge men as well. Uh, A lot of the times on things that I, as a man, was like, I I actually don't mind about that. Like, she was sort of saying, you know, why should a woman have to change her name when she gets married? Why should it be that way? Why can't it be the other way? And I was kind of saying, well... I, I don't actually mind, you know. It's a name, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me. I would not be offended if I got married to some to a, a woman and she didn't change her name. Wouldn't bother me at all.
0: Yvette Cooper uh, did that, you know. It's like when she, you know, she's married. For those of you who do not know, Yvette Cooper is married to Ed Balls. Uh, you know you know it's like it in uh, in in you know Ed uh, balls former mp of the, of the labor party Yvette cooper who was a former labor leadership candidate i mm. mean it's like you know they you know there's uh, you know people out there who get married and do do, do not change their you know do not necessarily change their names or you know go publicly with their with their spouse's surname so it's like you know it's not like uh, there, there is the choice out there but, uh, yeah, so it, it, just, it does annoy me when people say, you know, um, oh, why is this, that, and the other, and yet, yet it's not. It's like, you know, it's uh, clearly they're painting a reality that's uh, only in their minds it exists, but doesn't exist in the, you know, in the outer force.
1: Yeah, so and I mean, like I was saying, I'm completely, you know, 100%, um, you know, I'm, I'm for uh, everybody having rights and freedoms, And, you know, and I'm always about standing up against any people who um, attempt to squash or silence other groups of people. Um, And, you know, and I think certainly, you know, the the, like, I think it was Christopher Hitchens was saying, you know, if you want to solve the problems in, uh, you know, sort of Africa and the Middle East and things like that, one of the very simple thing that we need. And that is the empowerment of women, you know, and that's that's what I think of when I think of art, you know, when what feminists should be fighting for is fighting for women in parts of the world where they don't have, you know, the same kind of equality and freedom as they do that's the kind of thing they should be fighting for
0: yeah i, I mean i agree with you on that you know, in regards to an international uh, observation of feminism but in regards to a you know domestic standpoint where your options i think are probably a bit more uh, available than you know going around the world lecturing you know other countries how to how to run their own affairs it's like you know hey we've been doing it for years and look where <laughs> that, that's got us but uh, i mean let's say for example you know domestic violence in this country i mean obviously men suffering suffering suffer from domestic violence as well but two women are killed every week in mm. this in this country I and mean, it's yeah. it's, an, it's an abomination and uh, you know so in regards to uh, you know feminists being able to you know c- you know care about those policies and in fact you know um again it's like you know they talk about uh, you know violence in video games and stuff like that you know anita sarkeesian who is this you know i i don't know whether you do you know many even fem- even some uh make a more moderate feminist, don't even consider her a feminist in regards to that, you know, in regards to her, you know, lecturing us about, you know, how we should play our video games and stuff like that, and then using well, what I like to call the Alex Jones defense by saying, if you play a video game, your mind is, uh, is uh, you know, it belongs to them, you know, and stuff like that, it's like, you know, it's, uh, that's sort of craziness that goes on as well, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, the big problem I think that uh, feminisms, I think, face, and I think they do have to take some criticism for this, is that uh, they don't know how to control their extremes. Like, yeah. uh, you know, they, they don't know how to deal with the women who say that, you know, oh, they should be, you know, ruling the world and things like that, and, uh, you know, oh, wait, taking, taking over the world. Of course! And uh, you know, <laughs> also uh, you know, uh, but you know, any woman right now who thinks that you know that they should be dominant and that you know they should be running like uh, the country in like a dictatorial way and like you know bossing men around, you know, and uh, I don't know, uh, doing something really oppressive to them, stuff like that, and that they should be earning more money and they should be earning less, you know, it's like that is in itself is not is not the feminism that I re- that I recognise. And you know, as far <laughs> as I as far as I concern, I think this clip pretty much sum up for anyone who thought that. <laughs>
1: cute? But it's wrong! That's right. it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, well. yeah, no, I agree. It's the same as anyone, you know. I, I will always stand beside any uh, group of people who are being uh, oppressed, but that does not necessarily mean that there's not room for uh, extremists within those groups. I mean, again, we just have to look around to see how that can uh manifest itself so yeah i i i you know I, I wouldn't agree with any woman who would say that yeah we you know we should be the ones in charge and you should be the ones underfoot because i don't think anybody should be underfoot you know and i you know i'm not going to pretend that there are still massive inequalities that exist in the first you know in the first world in the third world um you know and and these are things that we need to deal with but i think that uh you know shouting and screaming and drowning people out and not having mature adult uh, you know secular discussions uh i don't see how that's really going to going to help things but you know i hope that this uh, i hope that this debate that they have you know if anything hopefully might make people think about you know think about the situation and if there's anything they can do for it yeah and uh you know obviously we've had this
0: uh, debate and uh, i know probably there might be someone out there who uh you know i don't know for whatever reason and for whatever way somewhere on this planet is probably going to be offended by some of the things we say so i've prepared this clip just in case uh you know that happens. so if anyone here is offended by anything that we say sorry I'm sorry yeah a million points for whatever film that came from so uh... yeah
1: um, I'd like to say that if I have said anything uh, that has Mm -hmm. offended people uh, tough go to hell that's uh well not go to hell but yeah. tough if you're offended i can't control that but you know yeah get over yourself if anything <laughs> go, I, think, I, think,
0: I think anyone who's uh, listens to this show i think has the right to say this though
1: Oh, won't somebody please think of the children that's it yeah. i think those people are probably quite strange uh, which brings us on <laughs> brings <laughs> to Doctor us on, Strange, too. yeah. Doctor Strange. Now,
0: yes. Harry, you're gonna have to talk me through this for once, <laughs> because uh, <okay>. uh, <laughs> Doctor, yeah, this is the part of the Marvel universe where basically the uh, the um, the darkness just kind of starts to come in. I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to describe it. It's kind of like uh, I've known the the universe, which is here now up to Iron Man and stuff, and now Doctor Strange is kind of this other world which I'm not really that familiar with, so. Okay. Uh,
1: well, I've um, actually inadvertently warmed up for this uh, topic because I was explaining it to my friend who's staying over tonight uh, about Doctor Strange. So the pictures that have been released are of uh, Doctor Strange looking a bit kind of disheveled with his big beard and his rucksack. He looks a bit like Bruce Wayne at the start of Batman Begins. Tell you and what, a, he actually yeah. to
0: me looks like uh, a younger version of Gandalf the Grey.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of in his very, very early days, considering that Gandalf's meant to be hundreds of years old. But um, I better
0: get to the university or I shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I need an ID pass. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so for those who don't know uh, who Doctor Strange is, um, he is basically the Tony Stark of the medical world, So he's a doctor who's super good at what he does. Uh, He's a bit sort of cocksure, quite flash, enjoys the ladies, enjoys late nights. But he's a fantastic surgeon. He's the best that money can buy, and he knows it. Uh, He then has an unfortunate accident, as a lot of comic book characters tend to do. And he severs the tendons in both of his uh, arms, so basically after his operation and he comes back, his hands shake so he can't be a surgeon anymore. So his life is effectively ruined. His career is over. He then hears about uh, a mystic who is in a far off land who can hopefully help him to um, you know, find another use for his hands. Um, So he then goes on this adventure to go and find this mystic and learn the ways of magic. Um, And where we're seeing him or what we've seen of him on these photos, which have been taken from set, is that it it, it appears to be when Stephen Strange comes to meet uh, with, I believe, um, the... I don't know whether it's either he's meeting with the mystic or whether he's meeting with the mystic's assistant, Um, but he's uh, on his way to meet this guy and start learning the ways of uh, the, 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 the wizard, effectively. Um so yeah, so it's Strange... it's a
0: good thing he didn't choose the force because I think if he had a tremor in his hands and he was trying to like lift things up and stuff like that, you know that that x wing that was coming out of the swamp would all be all in pieces by the time it hit the floor, yeah
1: exactly shaken, shaken to bits <laughs> that's why, why you fail, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so well i can't help it, Yoda I had an accident What, what can you do? Can the force fix my tendons for <laughs> not from a jedi. Okay. But, yeah, so, um, exactly, yeah, not from a Jedi. But, um, but, yeah, but Stephen Strange, where he sort of fits into the Marvel universe, uh, yeah, he, he brings the sort of the, the magic element, the otherworldly element. Uh, we've already had uh, a brief sort of Easter egg in Ant-Man, uh, again, in the scene where Ant-Man shrinks down into the, the quantum realm. Uh, where he's basically shrunk so small that he's almost shrunk out of existence. Uh, the idea is that when he goes into the quantum realm, this is the same place that Doctor Strange has access to. It's this sort of mystical, otherworldly meditation place, and in it exists beings that are far greater than our simple human minds can comprehend. Um and there are actually two Doctor Stranges. There is uh, Doctor Stephen Strange, which is the one that Benedict Cumberbatch is playing, who is the, the master of magic. Uh, there is also Doctor Hugo Strange from the Batman comics, who is a, a doctor, a psychiatrist who works at Arkham Asylum.
0: Oh, that guy. Uh, yeah, the
1: one, the one who becomes obsessed with Batman absolutely obsessed with Batman. Isn't
0: he also obsessed with his clients as well? Because I remember the, oh, what's the name of the Batman villain where he had the puppet, he had like the, he did like the Vantuela quest and like he was like, uh, Scarface. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, the, uh was
1: his Was name? it Scarface? Uh, Scarface was the dummy, yeah. Yeah, Scarface was,
0: the dummy I, and so he was being operated by what, that that guy and then he, he uh, when he went to Arkham Asylum, they took the dummy off him and they gave him a you know like a like a clown or whatever to like you know play you know play with children and things like that, and so and then Doctor Strange then reintroduced the uh, the Face puppet to see if he would uh, he would he would go back to it, and he yeah. did, and yeah. so.
1: So yeah, so those so there are two Doctor Strangers, but uh, very different characters, so not as easy to get mixed up. But yeah, it's, it'll be nice to see Benedict Cumberbatch come to the uh, the Marvel uh, cinematic universe, and um, yeah, I mean it, it'll be nice to see that character as well. I mean, <laughs> it was funny um, where uh, when in the Civil War graphic novel when the Marvel universe split in two. Um, and they went to war with each other. Um, Stephen Strange actually stayed out of the war uh, and concealed himself in a magic ring and fasted. (laughs) So that was his contribution to the war. He basically sat at the top of a mountain in this magical ring, not eating anything in the hope that it would bring an end to the conflict. Um, But the thing is, with Doctor Strange comes a whole host of these new characters, um, which will come into play, I think, in a very big way in the uh, ever-expanding Marvel universe. Um, but I'm hoping that Doctor Strange will be much like uh, Ant Man was. So you know, he is kind of below the 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 big Shield radar almost. When we have this movie, I hope it will be a good standalone film. Um, again, like Ant-Man was.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if it's uh, anything like Ant-Man, uh, if he ends up popping out of the ground, he's got to make a Bugs Bunny reference. You know, it's like, <laughs> that, that's the one thing Ant-Man needed. <laughs> What's, know, up, so, doc? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Yeah, the thing like like, he's popping out of the ground and stuff like that, you think, you know, come on, a Bugs Bunny reference, like, you know, so something like that is like, you know, Please don't shoot me Elmer Fudd, something like that I
1: don't know but yeah, uh, rabbit season duck rabbit season rabbit
0: season duck season <laughs>
1: Yeah so uh so yeah so looking forward to that and he looks looks good so far still still yet to see him in his uh magic cape
0: Yeah um, we're gonna make this quick because uh, I mean uh, we actually got started off pretty late tonight, so uh, unfortunately we don't want to uh, be to staying up too late. So to, I mean, even though we love talking about loads of stuff and things like that, unfortunately yeah. we do, we do have lives outside of this. So, uh, <laughs> um, also, question time is going to be on soon, so uh, I definitely want to get yep, into that. One, don't want to so. miss that. Don't want to no. Don't want to miss that. I'll be uh, listening to that whilst I'm uh, posting this up. But uh, I mean, we'll quickly bring, brush up on these last two things, and that is uh, broadband bills. will have to increase in order to pay for the Snoopers Charter that Theresa May has, is going to be introducing, and that is uh, that internet service providers have told the Commons uh, Select Committee that £175 million budget that the government is implementing for the covering the cost of collecting everyone's personal data is apparently not going to be enough. And uh, so it will end up having to basically go back to customers. So not only are we going to get uh, spied on by these uh, very, you know, um, you know, very uncomfortable means, we're going to also have to pay for it as well. It's like you know, so, it's like a guy punching you in the face and then demanding uh, like 30 pounds uh to for, for the for the for the service. It's like, you know, it's uh yeah,
1: that's that's my
0: opinion on that.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh yeah, that is a bit of a kick in the bollocks really, isn't it? You know, we're 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 going to have to be paid to be snooped on. Yeah. Uh, I don't man? I really don't like the idea of well, I mean, who would like the idea of government snooping in on your uh, on your computers and your internet. Um, obviously, there's the thing of people saying, well, if you've got nothing to hide, then, yeah, of course, I, I would imagine that 99.9% of the, of the population have got, you know, nothing unscrupulous to hide. But, you know, people like their privacy in the same way that I, I wouldn't want people going through my computer in the same way I wouldn't want people going through my cupboards or my uh, phone. It's not the fact that there's necessarily anything to hide. It's just that it's like, you know, it's like, if anyone came barging into your house and just started emptying the cupboards, of course, that's your space. You but you need what? to have somewhere that you can just relax and be away from well, everything. What
0: I don't understand is that, you know, we already have all these powers already, you know, so, you know, you know, forget the snooper shards for a second, you know, it's like, and they're already being used to, like, you know, track down terrorists, they're already being used to, uh, um, you know, find, like, pedophiles and sex offenders and things like that, and t- trolls and uh, all, all that kind of stuff. What what advantage is this are these powers really going to give to law enforcement uh, in order to basically do their jobs because yeah. right now it seems that this is um, this is a sledgehammer used to being used to crack a walnut. It's like you know there's uh, mm-hmm. the, you know you have this giant you know uh, intelligence gathering organization already, and you're saying that uh, what I mean has the last couple of years of uh, you know uh, uh, you know this is the era that we uh, you know we killed Osama bin Laden. You know, and also we're also with this is the era that we know we track down all sorts of terrorists. So even when they're like, uh, you know, walking around in like you know amongst the migrants who are coming over to Europe, even then they're able to like pick them out of the crowd and and arrest them. So like yeah. you know, it's like um, I'm just really. Uh, I really can't understand when we're making so much. Uh, apparently, when terrorists, um, uh, uh, you know, ter- terrorist plots are being undone pretty much uh, on a monthly basis. When you know, apparently, we're being so successful in cracking down on these, uh, uh, on the on these terrorists and things like that, and all these, uh, all all the illegal activity that uh, that uh, takes place online. You know, the dark nets. I do admit is gonna be, is gonna create uh, you know a whole new round of issues. But you know, I don't want to really get into the technical of that within like five minutes left in the show but uh, I mean I, I just don't understand what this is gonna even even the facts you know uh, there's, they're gonna get a, they're gonna get around this you know it's like you know they're gonna find ways to block this out you know basically so all it's gonna do really is like if they do collect this uh, personal data they're gonna find ways of, inc- of uh, getting around that by basically putting through some like redundant information because they're gonna like pipe it through something else they're, they're gonna find ways around this Mm. It's like you know, sure, yeah. So, well, that's
1: it. It's the whole like in Jurassic Park, nature finds a way. And yeah, people it does. Find a way to to get round stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, there's always going to be a way around. But the fact is that now they're gonna we're gonna have to kind of you know sub the bill for it almost.
0: I mean, it's like what well, there's also like virtual private networking as well. It's like you know what are you going to do ban VPNs, you know, because yeah. uh, you know it's like for you know encrypted connections. It's like mm. you know, it's uh, also it's all, isn't, isn't it also some dangerous as well. On top of that, it's like saying, "Oh, well, you're not allowed to have an encrypted c- connection without having a back door in it." So, like, yeah, oh, are you fucking we've... kidding?
1: Yeah, I think we we've talked about this before, haven't we? As
0: as, a, as someone who's in the IT, he's been in the IT industry since I was sixteen. That fucking scares me. Yeah. The fact that we're now going to have. Uh, you know back and you know and what what's the like likelihood in a, probably in like maybe not even in a couple of years in a couple of months uh hackers are going to find the keys for that back door
1: mm-hmm. and then who yeah exactly then the gates will be will and truly open
0: the the the, the flood gates open mm-hmm. it, it literally will it, it literally will be horrible
1: well he's hoping that that can be postponed for as long as humanly possible but who knows
0: yeah Okay, let's move on to uh, our last thing, which is uh, He Man and uh, the Masters of the Universe. Which uh, you think, uh, okay, it's it's had a lot of like memes online and things like that. But uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting it to make the you know the massive comeback uh, that I thought it was going to do. You know, I remember when they did the uh, Thundercats series, and it was like, yeah, that was a nice you know kind of uh, thing to point back to in regards to the '80s. But so uh, you know, uh, He Man has its kind of its own. Kind of speciality towards it, but so uh, now they're making this uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm really um sorry. I do. Have, I I'm asking this as the first question: Is it a film or is it a uh, is it a TV series?
1: I have uh, no idea. Uh, all we know is that this guy has been cast as Prince Adam. Um, now, I was slightly confused because I saw the the picture of this guy, Mike O'Hearn. Um, and it was like an Instagram picture. And it was two guys, one of them huge and muscular, the other one sort of, you know, fairly muscular. Yeah. Um, and I sort of thought, okay, so I'm, I'm assuming then it's probably the smaller guy because the other guy is literally massive, like his upper half is massive. Uh-huh. But then when I looked on um, YouTube, turns out that Mike O'Hearn is the enormous the guy, guy I
0: th- I thought yeah that's he man it's like you know he's like he's an overly muscular guy and yeah. uh, who's going to be who's going to be
1: doing this and uh... but I, all I was th- then I was thinking like is is he an actor and most of the videos on youtube are just him talking about bodybuilding and healthy eating so i'm not sure how much acting experience he's actually had so I um, tell you it, what
0: though you know, you know that actually might open an opportunity because you know uh, you know i know he-man's been like this flamboyant you know 80s kind of character but uh, why not do another take on him why not make him like uh, you know a silent uh, protagonist or something like that, or uh, make him like uh, you know, so he's uh, uh, you know he's Prince Adam like in a like in a smaller form, and then he turns into this uh, you know kind of like uh, I won't say Batman esque kind of way, but uh, you know I would say you know make him kind of like you know he is this kind of just massive warrior, and he's very few spoken of words. Yeah, so, well, and, I mean, and, and, portray, like... and try and portray him through his uh, physical presence rather than basically his uh, auditory uh, skills
1: yeah well i mean you've still i mean you've still got to be a good actor even if you're not speaking you know you because you have to have you have to have something going on um so i'm just not sure whether um you know i mean some 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 for some bodybuilders the the whole movie thing worked out well and some of them were able to have natural kind of performance ability uh, I've not managed to find any clips of him performing, so I don't know, but it would be really well, cool if they could get Franklin Langella to come back and reprise the role of Skeletor, because I thought his Skeletor was probably one of the best things of the old... Uh, was, it the, was, it in, was it the end of the 80s that the original one came out? And, I mean, loads of people. It's, be- kind, of, it's kind of become a cult cinema... Um, you oh, you're
0: talking about the live-action film? The live-action
1: uh, film, yeah, it's become a, it's yeah, it's become a cult movie in yeah. the sense that, like, I don't know, it's, it's like
0: I would have, uh, I mean, yeah, his uh, his Skeletor was, um, yeah, was was something to something to behold, but uh, I don't know, really, it's like why not even you know Skeletor is supposed to be kind of like a goofy character in a way, you know, so I think uh, well... why not go all the way and get the, you know say let's let's have like a CGI Skelet like a Skeletor and they get the guy who uh, was in the uh, um, 80s uh, version of the show to <laughs> to, to, do the voice. to do the voiceover
1: for. <laughs> he man. Yeah. Now yeah. you see, I, I think that, I mean, I was thinking for ages. Like, I wonder why they've not tried to redo He Man. I mean, I know it's obviously a very 80s thing. I know that they had the sort of the, the series that came out in the 90s, the cartoon series where they kind of again rebooted it. Um, They've
0: actually rebooted hey, uh, hey Man quite a few times actually, and uh, oh, yeah, it, just, well, yeah, it hasn't been- it hasn't caught on. And uh, I think uh, for so you know I think he has he has been kind of like a I, w- I won't say a, I won't say a problem child. I would say I would say it's kind of been like a, you know um, there's a, let's say there's someone that uh, you know is within your friend group, and uh, you know is like it's nice to see him like once or twice, but then when he's there constantly, it's, it starts to become quite annoying. I mm. think He-Man has kind of had that effect over the last probably like twenty, thirty years, something like that. So uh, yeah,
1: well, I mean, I think that they could still make a good movie of it, but uh, they could also make uh, an absolute shit heap. I mean,
0: imagine if they did. Imagine if they did He-Man and they only looked at like the internet memes and they made him like flying buoyantly, like homosexual or something like that, and just It's yeah, exactly. borderline offensive to gay people. Imagine if they did that. Yeah, like, I mean.
1: Just yeah, just go back to the source material and go from there and just think, right, how can we make this fit with current audiences? Um, but I mean, the only thing I was thinking again, from this one picture, I thought, wow, so he's really big. So how are they gonna convincingly do it where he's meant to be sort of like tiny Prince Adam? Who then pulls the sword and says, "I have the power and bulks up like yeah, actually how- one
0: thing I've actually noticed is that he's actually been cast as Prince Adam and not as he man because mm-hmm. I thought one thing I thought they would do is, is that uh, maybe they have Prince Adam and I like have a slightly like smaller person kind of Prince Adam, and then when he turns into he man he becomes that act he becomes that actor, he becomes Mike O'Hearn. I mm-hmm. thought maybe they could do that instead, but uh, obviously that's uh, might not be the direction they want to go in, so uh, which uh, does actually make you wonder, concerned because Prince Adam would actually have to talk, and then, yeah. uh, so, which uh, you know, is uh, you think it would be alright if he was, like, a wrestler or something like that, or if uh, he did do American Gladiators, and there's you know, the American Gladiators were supposed to, I don't know about, I mean, the British Gladiators we had here were obviously talkers but whether they were the same deal in America or not, I'm not too sure, so uh, that's, uh, mm. well That'll be very interesting to uh to figure out. So, uh, sure, yeah, I think we're done for uh, this evening. So uh, yeah,
1: well, it's a good show. Yeah, and, it was a great uh, show. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, we'll see what happens between now and next week. But uh, yeah, again, if anybody is interested in getting their hands on a really nifty and cheap. Coffee maker, which makes fantastic coffee, then uh, pop down to Debenhams in Manchester mm-hmm. um, between tomorrow and Monday, and I'll I can get you on sorted, and I can chuck in a couple of thermoses and uh, some free coffee yeah. as a treat. I might even make you a sample. It's very nice. <laughs> there we go. Plug's done.
0: Yeah, plug's done. what. Uh, so Debenhams in Manchester, did you say?
1: Yep, Debenhams so, in Manchester. on you what? I mean,
0: street. if I mean, I've got nothing going on this uh, this weekend, so. You know, I think uh, maybe I might come down and uh, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe get a free cup of coffee or something like that. Or something oh, like.
1: absolutely, yep. Yeah. some lovely Lavatta coffee, which is delicious. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so come along, buy a machine. Cool. <laughs>
0: all right, then Harry, I'll let you go, and uh, yeah, I'll catch you uh, catch you on Monday.
1: Yes, yes, see you then, buddy.
0: Great. Great. cheers, Harry. Bye-bye. Bye bye. That this is okay, everybody. This has been the Aaron Message and Harry Dyer show. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. I'm I'm really sorry to all the people on Mixcloud. I just uh, who have not been seeing an episode come in recently. It's just, I keep forgetting to, uh, to post them, and uh, the problem is is that uh, Liberated Syndication doesn't, like, send feeds to it, so uh, uh, m- maybe I'll probably might ask them, you know, is there a, is there a way I can probably like, do one while doing the other? I'll see what I can do, but for the meantime, I'm posting up on Liberated Syndication. It's still on the, on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Aram as a show, and I still post them to Twitter, so twitter.com forward slash Aram as a show, so definitely check them out, and also while you're there on Mixcloud, if you haven't just been There, check out the other Craig Ballard interviews and uh, and stuff like that so uh, and if I get a chance I will put up the other Craig Ballard interview up on uh, Mixcloud as well so you can listen up on there but still you can still listen on the Liberty Syndication you can still download Stitcher you can still download, download Player FM you can still get it on Podcast Directory there are plenty of ways to listen and iTunes as well so you know definitely check us all out there so that's it for this episode of the show. We'll be checking you out on Monday. And uh, yeah, so uh, enjoy your weekend and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, yeah, take care. And um, bye bye for now. See ya.